Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we're continuing to dig through Exodus chapter 12 and looking at this great first ever Passover. And so God has had this communique with Moses and how it should be celebrated in the future so that children of the next generation and so on and so forth don't forget about this. And now he is getting ready to tell him, okay, let's do this, right? So chapter 12, verse 21. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the doorframe. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe and will pass over that doorway, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land of the Lord, that the Lord will give you as he promised, Observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, who passed over the houses of Israel in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the Lord, then the people bowed down and worshiped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, The Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner, who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was a loud wailing in Egypt, for there is not a house without someone dead. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord. As you have requested, take your flocks and herds as you have said, and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise they said, We will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added, and carried it on their shoulders in kneading throws, throws wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed, and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for, so they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. Many other people went out with them, and also large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, They baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food for themselves. Then a length of time the Israelites' people lived in Egypt was 430 years. The end of the 430 years, to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt on this night, all the Israelites are kept are to keep the vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. All right, we'll stop there and finish up the chapter 
next time. But that's just, wow, what a, here we go, right? Right, just like that. After talking about how it's going to be in the future and about the unleavened bread and all that, that it's all right, go get a lamb, kill it, put the blood over your doorpost and the sides and don't leave the house. And that night, all the firstborns all over the country die, even of the firstborn of the animals. And all the all of Egypt is wailing. And they are so frightful that they tell the Israelites, leave now before your God comes back and kills more of us, right? There is nothing they could do. They're, they're firstborns, the ones that were the firstborn, and their firstborns are dead, just like that. No warnings, they're just dead. So if we don't let these people go now, are they going to kill another? Are we all going to be wiped out? That's a legitimate fear that falls on all of Egypt. And they leave, and they leave with anything they want. The Israelites are able to plunder Egypt, as it says. And, and so for all these Egyptians who were the slaves, they're now leaving, and they have plenty, if you will, all that you, they can carry anyway. And off they go to start their journey, which will not end quickly, to the promised land. But God is faithful. His plan was to exact 10 plagues on Pharaoh and all of Egypt so that on the last one, Pharaoh and all the Egyptians would be of one mind to have all of the Israelites leave with everything if that's what they need, whatever it takes to get them out. And that's what happens. God proves himself that he is the one true and living God, that there is only one. And all of the Egyptian gods he showed that they were false gods. They were dead gods. They are not living. They are not gods. And Pharaoh himself is not a god. He will, he will die here shortly later on in Exodus as he pursues Moses and the people of Israel. And so here they are. They're, they're departing. God is leading them out. And they are safe. And they're going to be able to worship God again, even as they did the night before when they heard about what was about to happen. So where are we today? What are we like? Are we, are we like the Egyptians that it's going to take something like that to get our attention, to believe that really is a God, a God that will judge, a God that uh, whose just, justice is just and pure and right and altogether true? What's it going to take for us to, to recognize that, that, that gossip is wrong, that all these things that God says are sin, that they truly are sin, that they're an abomination to him, that he hates them, that he doesn't want those things in our lives. And so for us to be a people who worship him in spirit and truth and in how we interact with one another, how we live our lives when no one is looking, all those things are super important to God. So better to obey than sacrifice. We'll see that a couple of times in the Old Testament and New Testament. And here we truly see a God that sticks to his plan. And one day he is coming back and he will make all things new again. And to those who believed on him, they will be saved and become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And those who don't will be forever separated from God, from everything, I think, in a, in a place where well, it'll be torment. And so to appeal to us to walk rightly before the Lord and to call others to do the same.
God bless you guys. I hope you have a good rest of the day and we'll finish up Exodus next time. God bless.